gonna like give stuff to Marvel because they weren't like super pot. They were like pot. They were like nice to the military, but they weren't like. Yay. Well, that's, uh, the military gives out a ton of money to movies to portray the military in a positive light, which, uh, sounds like propaganda to me. No, it is. Cool. And I heard it's good. Anyway, what are we doing? Hello, you're in charge. I'm in charge. Hold on. Give me a second. One. Welcome back to another episode of First Reaction, Fan Reaction. I am your host, Caitlin Clothier. With me is my co-host. No. <laughs> I'm Dara Whitman. I was going to say, please state your name for the record. <laughs> How's was, it going, Dara? You know what? I need to start thinking of jokes. Got the guy. We, we need the we'll jokes. Be better, we'll be better if I actually like write down like, oh, this will be a funny bit. Yeah. I'll do that thing. But then I'm like, do I want to be offensive to, more offensive to Italians? Than I our- probably should stop being so offensive to Italians. We like Italians, uh, Welcome to Bacchano. It's a, it's Italian for ruckus. If we didn't say that already. But anyway, I thought yes. it was Japanese for ruckus. No, it's Italian. Okay, fine. Then. I don't know what the Japanese word for ruckus is. I should check that. But no, we are still on the Bacchano trend. We are on the back half because like we're, we're starting to... Things are starting to come together. Things are starting to make more sense, which means things are coming to an end. Yes. So we are going to talk about episodes nine, which is Claire Stanfield faithfully carries out the mission. And episode 10, Chesla Mayer is forced to rework his tremble before the specter of immortal strategy. So what did you think of these episodes, Dara? I think I like the last two better because like I th- felt like it was like more like story, but I still yeah. like these. Yeah. But, like, this, like, the first episode we're going to talk about, first of all, like, no jacuzzi gang. Yeah, like, jacuzzi got, like, a shot, I think, in it, which was, like, a flashback shot, so. And then, like, barely any Isaac and Mira, so, yeah. like, you go down a peg. But, like, but, like, it had the moment I was waiting for in it, so, like, we got, like, got to even it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But before we get and talk about all that good stuff, we should start with a synopsis. Yes. All right, so we're going to start with 1932. So this, we're, we're looking after the events of the Flying Pussyfoot. We are back in the daily days where all that stuff is going on in New York City. So they're talking about kind of the aftermath of the Flying Pussyfoot because they're kind of going over all of the events. You know, there's some things that happened. They had, like, the engines were switched out. They had, like, the people were switched. That Apparently there's been a lot of people died on this trip, and so they're trying to figure out what that all is about. Uh, but there was actually happened to be a member of the um, Daily Days, who was on there, who we've actually seen, but we're, we've never actually been properly introduced to. Spoilers! It's Spider-Gwen. It's Spider-Gwen, yes. Yeah, so uh, her name is, her real name is Rachel, and so we know her. She is known as the woman in cover- coveralls who uh, likes to, you know, crawl along the side of the train. Like a Spider-Gwen. Yes, because uh, she doesn't actually have a ticket. <laughs> she boarded the train without a ticket, well, as we kind of learn later. So question. Yeah. Why? Um, she, if she has a job, she probably has some money. Could she, could, I was going to say, could she not expense that? Right. Also, like, if she's doing her work, you can, that's an expense. Right. Does so. she just like to get on trains for free? It, so, it sounds like Nicholas made a joke that that's kind of a thing that she does. So, so that's not a club. Is it kind of kleptomania? I don't think that's kleptomania. I mean, you're stealing a seat. I mean, it's, it's a Schwarzwachen. I don't know if we have a word for the, that. In, the what? I, I don't know if we have a word for that. Did you just in speak English. German to me? Yeah, Schwarzwachen. Hold on. We gotta, we gotta see if it has a direct translation, because uh, I only know it in German. Um, if not, I'm about to educate the class on some German terms. 
Because Kaylin's, do you, is it, do you do conversational German? I can I can hold a conversation in German. I don't think you're fluent. Not no. to be not not like saying no. That. I'm not like no. I'm not super fluent. Yeah. I, mean, I wish I was. I I I mean I was, I was a German minor, so like I can I can you know. Yeah. I wasn't trying to be rude. I'm like I'm pre- but like I remember you saying to me, I'm pretty sure you're not fluent. Yeah. And no, I wish I was way more fluent than I was. I should be fluent, and I'm not at this point. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you type in Schwarzfahren into Google Translate, it just says travel without paying. So she's yes. a Schwarzfahrer. She's a Schwarzfahrer, which it literally just, which translates to black driving that's literally what it translates to uh but in so in germany you don't have to show your ticket when you're uh, boarding a bus they come around like well not that they come around later but if you're just doing like a bus you can just like hop on but if you don't actually have a ticket every so often like a guy will just like stand up and start yelling which is great in america that would be terrifying uh in germany it happens from time to time and somebody just comes and yells at you for not having a ticket well they check they like they tell you to take out your ticket and so they come around checking if you don't have your ticket you're you're like fined like 50 75 100 euros depending why don't they just do the thing they do on like trains like here where like you can get on the train and then you buy the ticket on the train because it's it's way more efficient because you don't have to wait for people to pay and then keep moving it's fabulous okay uh, it's a great no it's a great system but anyway but when you when you travel without paying it's called the Schwarzwachen. so i hope i educated some of you guys who were maybe not familiar mm-hmm. I, but yes, apparently that is a hobby of Rachel's. But she, something else that we noticed about her that she is injured. She has like, she's on crutches, her legs kind of wrapped up. So she was in the, well, no, the thing with the, 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 the mods, the, the, the monster that's totally not human thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's see. I don't want to get too ahead of myself here. So, but yeah, we're, we're in a room with Nicholas Wayne, who is the, the guy who seems to be kind of a, a little bit of a troublemaker. Also related to Batman. May or may not be related to Batman. And then the president, who we never see his face. The joke is that he's always behind a sack of papers. Yeah. And um, the president seems like very concerned about her, kind of wants to know more. And Nicholas kind of cracks inappropriate jokes, which is fine. And it was then, the time period. That's when you were allowed to make inappropriate jokes towards women, right? <laughs> yeah, yes. You sure could. Great. So no, here, no, here's the joke. You could because you scared them too much to not say anything. Uh, it was it was a fun time. It's a fun time to be alive. So we're good now, right? Sh- better. Yeah, yeah Dara, better. Everything's great. Everything's we're, perfect. We're better. We're better. Better. I would say. But so yes, and the president, uh, among all the things that they're hearing about the flying pussyfoot, they ask about the rail tracer, and so Rachel says that um, she. She heard people talking about the rail tracer, so we see kind of flashes. So we see kind of the events that we've already seen from her perspective, which is when she was in the dining car, we see in the distance that mm-hmm. conversation that Jacuzzi and Isaac and Mira are having about the rail tracer. She doesn't really know, but she knows that there was a monster aboard the train. Was it a monster? Well, I, 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 kind of a little bit of a monster. Yeah. Maybe not the, the type of monster that we were thinking, but definitely I would say... But who is the monster and but. who is the man? <laughs> who is the man? Sing the bells of Notre Dame. Bells of Notre Dame. You want to watch that movie now? Great music in that movie. Anyways. And, to- and kid-friendly. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to go back onto the flying pussyfoot. We're going to like kind of travel back in time. We're not really like talking about it. We're just going to go there and then we're going to follow uh, Lad Russo uh, and his gang who is having a good time. So we see the... Um, conductor's kind of little compartment. And spoiler, there were, we, not a spoiler, because we saw a jacuzzi had uncovered, there was two dead bodies there. Right. Which is great. Real fun time what that is was. One face. One off. has no face. <laughs> face. <laughs> off. 
Very good. Have Thank you, you Tara. That? Have you ever seen that movie? I don't think I've ever actually seen the movie. Me thing. neither. Um, but it's 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 very memeable. So I just I've absorbed parts <laughs> through cultural osmosis. <laughs> so we we kind of find out that one of the bodies I actually missed this part, I think, when we were watching, is that Lad figures out that one of the bodies is not one of the conductors, it is in fact his name is Dune, who was one of Lad's oh, gang. Okay. And uh, but Lad is kind of like playing in the viscera, which he's crazy. He's a lot of fun though. Yeah, I like. He's fun. He's, I'm starting to like him. Yeah, yeah. Like Lad's where you're like, ah, this crazy guy, but but he is to a degree very fun. So we're going to actually flash back. We're going to kind of see something that we thought we understood the ending of. But we actually didn't know what was going on at all. Correct. Because we thought, you know, the last thing we saw in episode two was we found out the middle-aged conductor was part of the Lemures or the Lemur, uh, I think. Uh, the Lafayette guy. Lafayette says Lemure in the next episode, but I'm just going to call him the Lemures. So we see middle-aged guy was kind of one of the Lemures, uh, cuts the young conductor off from telling the story of the rail tracer and talking about how blah, 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 Huey Lafayette, all that good stuff, and points a gun at him. And we hear a gun go off. And so we just assume, ah, darn, what a shame. Bye, young conductor. It was his first day on the job. It was his, <laughs> it was his first day on the job. Uh, and we kind of figure out absolutely none of that is true. Nope. So after the gun is actually pointed at the young conductor, uh, young conductor, mm, he, um, uh, he knows a thing or two. Or 12. So he, knows, he knows many a thing. Uh, and he is very skilled. Yes. In all things physical, so good for him. Uh, and he actually kicks the gun out of the middle-aged conductor's hand. Yep. Uh, and catches it. Yep. So, and then he finally gets to finish his story about how you defeat the rail tracer, which we didn't know this whole time. We were on episodes, Derek. Oh, episodes. I forgot that we didn't know. I didn't care. I'm like, I want to... We, we knew the young conductor knew the story. We thought the secret died with him. But no, in fact, he tells us it's, uh, oh gosh, you have to, he said if you... In order to stop the real tracer, you have to actually believe in the story. But now it's too late, he says. So you just have to kill before you are killed, basically, um, which is fun, right? That the only way, to, yeah, the only way to survive it is to believe in his story and prevent the real tracer's arrival in the first place. If it has already come, uh, one's only hope is to flee until sunrise. He hastens to clarify that it is too late for the middle-aged conductor, and that the real tracer is certain to wake. With his death. So, um, then he shoots him in the face. Right. What a twist. What Sarah. a twist. What a twist. It turns out that the young conductor was fine. It was, in fact, the middle-aged conductor that was shot. Right. In the face. Right. Also. Yeah. More stuff. More things happen. So, it's not so much that just the middle-aged conductor is shot in the face. I mean, the guy seemed kind of like an asshole anyway, so it's whatever. We see uh, Dune walks in. If we remember, if we go back, I think, to the second episode, one of Lad's gang, they were looking for some disguises so they could do some shenanigans aboard. Mm -hmm. And one of his guys kills the old conductor. Yeah. His name was Tony. It was his last day on the job before retirement. And he just kills him, throws him in a ditch somewhere. I think throws him, like, down the river or something. But he seals, did. But seals a uniform. And so he walks into the room, and the young conductor makes a comment. He's like, hey, there's only supposed to be two of us on here. Who the hell are you? And he wants to kind of know what's uh, going on. So the, the, the young conductor seems like he knows a thing or two about getting information and just about, like, stuff. Um, so I think he threatens to torture him, to which Dean says that you can't actually get reliable information through torture. Fair. Which has been proven before. Yeah. And the young conductor is like, all right, and then just kind of, like, walks out. He just, like, walks out into 
outside the train and you're like, what's this guy doing? And so the other guy follows him, doesn't see anything. And uh, then it gets uh, kind of messed up a little bit. So the young conductor takes the one of the lads gang, grabs him and then just holds him above the tracks of the train. Like we saw the rail tracer do right before. Right. Um, hmm. Interesting. Uh, and then he, I think he, what, takes off his arm? He, like, yeah. Well, he puts his, like, face. No, well, first, I think it's his arm. He, that's how he On uses the his arm. And then go strong. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh. Which is hard to, like, it was hard for me to figure out who was what, because, like, it was dark, and also they kind of looked alike. They they do, because, yeah, they're both, like, young fellas wearing conductor uniforms. And they're so red like, huh? Yeah. So it's hard. I'm like, wait, what's going on? I was like, was that a random guy doing it or was it the young conductor? <laughs> then it kind of ba- it bounces back a little forth, back and forth a little bit between the kind of the aftermath of the scene and how that scene came to be. So, again, we see Lad kind of dancing in blood. Great. And he's he's a, uh, you know, he wants to to figure out who killed them, who killed these people and then killed them, mm-hmm. along with, of course, the black suits. And he says that he hopes the murderer is the sort of person who thinks that he will never be killed. So, uh, because we know kind of Lad's deal is that one of the things he likes about murdering is murdering people who don't, who aren't expecting to die. Yeah. Uh, he likes, he likes taking that away from people. Dude is messed up. It's fine. Just all kinds of messed up. This is fine. But after horrifically and brutally removing Dune's arm, the young conductor learns kind of more about what's going on, that he's affiliated with the Russo family and what Lad and co. were going to do on the train. Does he also learn about the, conduct- the old yeah, conductor the next, being dead? the next thing he asks is, like, where'd you get that uniform? And then Dune, who is kind of going a little crazy, probably because he's, I imagine, a lot of pain, and also because he's crazy and just murders people, uh, talks it, about how much he loves murdering people. I was going to say, it does hurt when your arm gets ripped off. It, I I would imagine. I was just watching, because I keep saying you should watch Kong Skull Island. I was re-watching that, and there's like mm-hmm. that there's like that bit, there's a bit, where these, like, monsters grab this, like, one scientist guy, and you just, like, see it in, like, this, like, beautiful sunset, him just getting ripped apart. Oh. It's a great movie. That hurt. That shit hurt it. And the first, and the, before that happened, he was like, oh, thank God I'm alive. <laughs> you didn't watch it. It's so much fun. I, I know. I, you keep talking, saying good things about it. I should definitely That's, like, because that's the only one of that, like, that multi-universe that I've actually seen. Yeah. And I'm like, that was so much fun. <laughs> oh, boy. It's not actually on Max if you want to watch it. Hmm. Tempting. I should do that. And again, he got Brie Larson in it. And John Goodman. And Tom Hiddleston. And Sam Jackson. <laughs> you raise very valid points. <laughs> very here. valid Very point. valid points. So, yeah, so Bacchanal. Bacchanal. <laughs> so, back on uh, this fabulous torture scene, of course, he, uh, Gene is talking about how he loves to kill and how he, in fact, killed the old conductor just to get his thing because he thought. That was fun, I guess. But he did send the old conductor to the ultimate retirement. <laughs> I don't think he gets the pension there. Um, eternal pension. Eternal pension. <laughs> Terrible. We can make death jokes, right? Yep, yep. But uh, apparently the the old conductor's name, of course, was Tony. And Tony taught the young conductor everything he knows about being a train conductor. So now... So now you you So now you shall perish. Now you shall perish. And then he puts his face and then it gets on the tracks. off. No his face, face is off. off. Crazy. It's fun. It's right. fun. So what? of course back in the present. But what present? The present. That's uh the the one they're observing the aftermath of the scene. Glad and Oh. Uh, there is that's true, there is no present here. <laughs> I was about to say. You raise a fair point, Dara. I stand corrected. 
And so then he just, um, he kind of talks to, to Lua and just says that she has to be careful because the only one who's supposed to kill her is him. So, again, very, she doesn't seem like super into that. Though. I like, don't know what, like, she, she sometimes is and then sometimes isn't. Sometimes she's like, yeah. And then sometimes she's like, ooh. And I'm like, what's your deal, girl? You know what I was kind of thinking? Like, I was kind of. I don't know, for some reason, like, because I remember I watched, like, the first episodes of American Gods until, like, apparently it didn't get, it still stopped being good. Mm -hmm. And they kind of, like, depict, it kind of reminded, so she kind of reminds me of, um, Laura, the wife, in that show, because it kind of, like, accepted her character from, like, the book. Yeah. And so, like, in the show, she was, like, kind of just, like, was, like, a bit depressed and, like, neat one to, like, feel something, Mm -hmm. like, kind of things that she would, like, do these, like, things, like, she might have killed herself, but, like, didn't, and, like... I forget. I probably need to rewatch the episode, but it's kind of a thing of like she didn't, she couldn't really like feel anything because she was like trying to watch stuff to feel stuff, like getting like and like having a good life, and then like she gets killed. Mm -hmm. So then, and then after that happens, then she be spoilers for spoilers for American Gods. But then when like with Shadow, the main character finds out that like she died, basically puts like a magic leprechaun coin in her grave, and then she becomes a zombie. It makes sense. Not like a zombie zombie where like, meh, but like she can talk and stuff. Okay. It was a magic leprechaun coin. I'll, I'll take your word for it, Dara. What's the weird part here? I <laughs> I don't understand what's so strange about that. I, now you're right. I'm being judgy. It's a world where all the stuff exists. So. I'm being very judgy and I should stop. It wasn't the fact Apologies. that it said leprechaun coin. Might have been, might have been the leprechaun. It was coin. a leprechaun. It was a normal, I mean. Was it, was it from a pot of gold at the end of the no, room? No, 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 no. Like, okay. no, like Shadow met a leprechaun and then. Like I think they're playing a game, and then he won the game. Okay. So then got a but then but then Leprechaun accidentally gave him the coin. Okay. I'm following. Yes, but no. So she comes back as a zombie. I'm lost now. Okay. It's, and then going, she can feel going. something again. Okay. If she wants shot. Anyway, continue. Bakano. 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 Wait, how did this wait? How did this relate to Lua? Oh, I kind of felt like she's kind of like that. She just wants to feel something. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. That went off the rails. That speaking of rails. Speaking of rails. Fucking out. Fucking out. So yes, and then we kind of go back to young conductor being a absolute freaking nut job. Oh, I love him. Yeah, it's where like we officially learn that. I forget. Well, so we sort of yeah. So anyway, he like kind of tosses the the body back into the compartment, and then he uses the blood to like do some makeup. He like puts it on his lines. Like does like a whole hand to the face. Uh, and basically covers himself in blood, kind of becoming some kind of crimson shadow. Interesting. So this is where we learn that. Yes. And so, well, then he, he vows to he vows to become the monster that devours the Lemures and the, the white suits. And uh, he announces that he has become, Dara, the rail tracer. So question. Yes. So the story's just a story. The story's just a story. So the rail tracer technically isn't real. The rail, Correct. Like tech, I know. Like he's pre- saying he's the real tracer, yeah. but like technically, it's, it's not real. It's just like an urban legend. Okay, so the only magical thing about the show is immortals. Correct. Okay. Well, yes, yes, in this show. So the show exists in like a universe where, universe with other things where like other things do exist, but we don't come across them in this show. Um, okay. You didn't need to know that, but I I felt I had to be a hundred percent accurate. If you want things where there's like a lot of wild shit, just go watch it. Ra ra ra. I, I just, bear with me, Dara. <laughs> I, I, I never think, saw the second season because I'm. Like, also, like we need to. I think, but he can't. So we can't fly, or he can't. I don't really get to figure out like who this guy actually is. But like, so, but like he can't technically. He doesn't fly. have. Su- he doesn't have superpowers. Right. Which is which is interesting because he's. I think that this character is a very like is very presented in a like a very superhuman way. But there's nothing 
about him that's intrinsically superhuman. Right. Um, it's all the things that, that – all the skills that he has developed personally. And it's so funny. In, like, a whole show of, like, immortals and everything, like, this is the guy you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, that's why I love him. So we're going to go back to kind of after the events of the Flying Pussyfoot back in the Daily Days office. We kind of are talking more about kind of the things that Rachel personally experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those is that encounter. Remember from an earlier episode, she was like spider-gwenning all around the train. Yeah. And then like the rail tracer came up and like whispered something to her. So so we find out what he actually said, which we thought was something like very terrifying because she screamed. But what he asked was for uh, if he if she had her ticket. <laughs> Which, which meant is that, like kind of funny. Which is like well, that meant that like he knew that she did that she snuck on the train. Yeah, yeah. And we get a little more information about who this guy is. I've been saying the young conductor. Now I get to actually say his name. But the president of who knows a lot of things. The president of Daily Days. He knows too much things. Is incredibly um, knowledgeable about all things. And we find out later, like some he knows a lot of things. So the this fella, this young conductor guy, he has a name. He has a couple different names, actually. Uh, but they first refer to him here as Vino, which is a name that we have actually heard early in this in the series. We know that he's um he's an assassin. Don't remember. Um, and he he uh kills a lot of people. Yeah, it's kind of his kind of his deal. Yep. So his whole story is that he was actually born with the name Claire Stanfield. Yep. Um, which is a name we've also heard. Don't remember. A couple times some somebody mentions Claire or Claire Stanfield. So he he's actually um a Gandalf, we learn. Yeah. So he he's was, an adopted Gandalf. He's an he's an adopted Gandalf, yes. So he was uh, raised in the Gandor family, and of course we know all the very famous Gandors, like uh, Christian Bale. Yep. And then those other guys. Yeah, but do we ever really meet the other guys? It's so, it's so funny. I think uh, one of the Gandor brothers is like famous for not saying anything. He actually doesn't have a single line in the whole show, but he has a, he has has a card. But they couple of them have title cards, but I only remember like, Christian Bale. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think Burger, Burger Talks. I mean... Uh, Luck is kind of the one that that runs things, or like is the more of the face. There's also Keith and Berger. Keith literally doesn't say anything. I think Berger says some things. No, those they're known as like the three Gandor brothers, the Gandalfs as we know them. But Claire is kind of considered like the fourth uh, Gandalf brother. But he uh, he ran away to the circus when he was young, because that's what you do. Mm-hmm. So he spent a lot of time in the circus, basically perfecting his skills. So he's like he has. Kind of superhuman abilities in that way, but it's more just like he's very well trained. Yeah. So he does. He knows how to do like flips and shit. Right. He's like an acrobat. So yeah. he's, he said Dick Grayson. Yeah. Yeah. That's a. That's how I. I think of like his kind of backstory is just like Dick Grayson. Do you want to call him Dick Grayson? We. No. I. I just. I like Claire. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think Claire's a good name. I might switch between Claire and Dick Grayson. That's fine. Also, you don't hear Claire much for a boy. No. It is. It is actually a boy's name. It's interesting here. They spell it within. E in the wiki, but I want to think it's without the E. If I you think spell it, it is. With, if without the E, it's the boy's name. I thought it was with the E in the show, though. Uh, on the title screen, wasn't it? The Claire doesn't have a title in the... No, no, not the title screen. I meant the um, episode title. The episode title? I think it... Well, I think, yeah, he might. Oh, yeah, he does. But usually, usually if you're doing it, Claire can... Claire is and can be a boy's name. It's, us, it's usually spelled without the E, though. So. Yeah, I just remember with him as a girl's name. Okay. It's like, there's a lot of names that used to be boys' names that but are now girl names, like Leslie, Shannon, uh, Courtney. Isn't your name? Uh, no, the way that my, the way my name is spelled means girl, so it's pretty, that's pretty straightforward. But there are people with the name Kaylin spelled differently mm-hmm. that are boys. But yeah, so there's there's a few of those kinds of names. 
And I lost my spot in the wiki. So, like, life is hard, folks. So, Bacchano. Yes. So, uh, Claire Stanfield, a.k.a. Dick Grayson, a.k.a. Vino, a.k.a. The Rail Tracer. A.k.a. The Young Conductor. A.k.a. The Young Conductor. In the wiki, he's listed as a whole other name completely, which is great. Which I think is more from the the books than the show, because I don't think... I wonder if I saw the picture when I was in Barnes & Noble and I found the books. Oh, yeah? And I sent... Remember? I sent you a picture. Oh, yeah, you did? No, I don't know if I saw the picture today, but I saved it to you. Yeah. Yeah. But it's probably in the chat somewhere. Yeah, I forget. I forget if I, I forget if it was like an actual book or the manga. I don't remember. I just yeah. found a, I found a bunch of them, and I'm like, I don't recognize this character, so I put it back, and then I found one with fear, and I'm like, ah. there's a there's a lot of characters, I think in the in the books. Is that, the book still going? Uh, I think they are. The wiki says they are. So why don't they keep the show? Oh, because it wasn't popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't didn't quite get the what it needed. And well, Ameri- America, bring it back. Come on, America, bring do it a back. live action version. That'd be fun. That would be so get Christian Bale. Get Pers- Christian Bale. Get a, get, a, get a boy Disney kid. Maybe not the kid from the new Cinderella movie. Yeah, that was not good. That was not good. That was not, we watched that. On uh, Patreon. Patreon. And Catch, it was not, not fun. It was not. It was fun for like 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then it was just boring. It was just boring. So. But uh, Caitlin really liked the mice. I. Mm. <laughs> ah! <laughs> so. Bacchino. Bacchino. Oh my God. Where am I? I'm losing. I'm, I was so good with staying on track. So now I'm just like, I'm derailing completely. All right. So it looks like it's it's jumping back and forth here. So I think that's why I am confused. Oh, there's a quick scene in the Flying Pussy Fit where the white suits are killing some of the black suits and some of them just like killing and others, you know, like uh, grave robbing. So we can talk about the ethics of that. Which one's worse? Which one's better? You didn't murder the body. One person murdered the other. Like, what if it's a it? thing of like, I didn't murder the body, but I'm gonna rob it and then I'll call the police. <laughs> it's still bad, but I guess I guess less so. It's these are the questions. Leave, leave us a comment discussing the ethics of grave robbing. Thank you. Oh, that's just because then this is where the lights flicker and then the red the red shadow comes in. So yeah, we find out that like kind of the red shadow we're seeing is again one of those things that kind of aesthetic really yeah it's more of like the specter because he's kind of covered in blood and stuff he kind of creates this image of like this crimson shadow you could also look at the lights are off yeah exactly it works and people are freaked out so i think we're kind of more seeing the the specter that's that they're seeing or that they're fabricating based on their own fear Mm -hmm. rather than what actually happening what's really happening is that this dude is just doing flips and shit and then throwing people on the tracks Would Batman approve? Would Batman approve? Probably not. Also, Probably did Dick Grayson, was he the one that got killed by the Joker? No, that was uh, Jason Todd. <laughs> I know comics. You know, it's fine. I know, I know the names, but I don't remember which one's which. Jason Todd got killed. And then he came back as Red Hood. Do you actually read comics? I'm always, I'm always never sure I'm more, about that. I'm more read up on them. I, I more so watch adaptations of them like uh, cartoons and movies. Oh. That's what I more so do. But I try to read up to get bonus information uh getting into comics is very intimidating it they're is like, you're like where do i start and they're like well you could start my thing would just be like, like why don't i just like focus on like a character and just like read all their comics yeah but even then like half the time there's like 50 years of content i think i tried to do like good. a deadpool thing and i found like deadpool number one or like it said mm-hmm. one and then i read it i'm like oh but this is like a bunch of stuff already happened i'm confused mm-hmm. guys if there's a good way to get into marvel or dc i think it's mainly like those comments that are hard yeah. to get into yeah, they're because I like try. I have like stuff for like Sandman, and I'm like you. Like that's like a volume one to like volume thing. So yeah, like, I like I like ones where it's just like a very like controlled series. That's why manga is good because manga is just like you start the first and you just keep going, and that's easy. Yeah. So 
Or, like, I'm doing fables now, and that's also, like, there's, like, spin-offs, but, like, it's not very complicated. Yeah. Like, I feel like, like, a very linear Or, like, graphic style. novels. I mean. yeah, right. I like graphic novels. Graphic novels are good. Web comics. I like web comics, too. Um, I don't mean... Tell me what your favorite web comic is, everybody. Is it the one with the people and the, the, the fighting? Actually, there's a lot of fighting in the web comics that I read. Well, depends. All right. Actually, yeah, maybe... I have to read more. It's been a while since I like really read some good web comics. So leave me your recommendations. Oh, also Kaylin. Yeah. Bacano? Bacano. Thank you, Dara. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so yes, and we also learn at the Daily Days that Claire slash Vino slash all those other names was in contact with the Gandor family. So then we see a scene kind of that's closer to the scene from the first episode where we see everyone getting off the flying pussyfoot and we kind of see a different angle of Isaac Miria and Firo and Ennis like all greeting each other and everything. And then the Gandors are given a telegram. So and then they leave the train station to where we see um Vino slash Claire. Well, we see Claire, who then asks to be referred to as Vino. Or the rail tracer. Or the rail tracer. So they're like, alright. So they're just like, this is hi guys, this is our weird brother. He changes his name frequently and also kills people. And we we love him. Wait, for wait, it. wait, wait, wait. Don't they all kill people? They all got I mean technically like mob, but like And also like he's an assassin, so like what's it like I'm like It's so funny they label him as an assassin, but they do kind of exp um well, I think that's this next scene, so maybe I'll pause and, and talk about that. So so yeah, Claire Claire's really funny and she, so he's kind of looking for people to kill. He kind of he said the last night, which was on the flying pussyfoot, was a walk in the park, and so he wants a real challenge, which whatever that means. Uh, Question mark. <laughs> uh, and he says, with a bit of luck, the Gandors might just find themselves attending his wedding in the near future, um, to which we have no idea what he's talking about. Does he get? Is he getting married? That's we have yet to see what he's talking about with that, but yeah, there's still there's still events on the flying pussyfoot that we don't know about yet. Right? Which is fun. Okay. Um. So the thing, the funny thing about Vino is that he's an assassin, but he also just like kills a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And so it's it seems like it's indiscriminately. And the kind of idea is that Vino has his own warped sense of justice. So maybe it's not the sense of justice that everyone else has, but he kind of has his own idea of what's right or wrong. Kind of like when he got pissed about the guy killing Tony and then he wants, you know, get rid of the, the black suits and the white suits because he's kind of, he's over that. You know, he, he kills things based on what he thinks is right. Doesn't mean it's actually right. Because he's a, he's an interesting fella. Yeah. That's, that's all we can really ascertain from this. Yeah. Um, and then Rachel asks uh, why he would kill a child. Because apparently he kills a child. And the president makes a very interesting comment and says that maybe eventually she'll be able to ask the boy himself. Because he's the, alive? Because the president <clears throat> knows that um, this child in question kind of comes back pretty pretty easily also not a child technically not not a child just looks like one. Oh my gosh we still have a lot of this episode left this is fun though i'm having a good time we're gonna go back to 1930 we've been like pretty pretty standard for the most part of this episode about like flying pussyfoot and talking about the events on it but now we're just gonna like go back we're like that was fun folks let's do something else now we're gonna go back to 1930 Derek, do you remember uh dallas genoward genovia dallas genovia yes remember last time we saw him um he got injected with yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. He got he got he got some stuff to make him half immortal, which means that you yep. just die of old age. Correct. So that means that if you're injured, it, you can heal yourself, uh, but you still age. So does that, but does that mean like can you still live like longer than normal humans? I don't really know. I think it's just like a standard 
your regular life expectancy. Okay. the idea. But um, <clears throat> so Sillard hasn't is kind of uh, running the show here because he says that he will ask questions uh, and but not before he um he slurps somebody. Yeah, but the proof point. Yeah, he yeah. So he proves his point. He slurps somebody, and he gets kind of an idea of what's going on, and then he kind of assigns Dallas and the other boys a a job to do because he wants to get his um he wants to get his secret formula back. Mm-hmm. So and he doesn't want and the the men are kind of like why the hell are you doing that like you why would you give an incomplete product which is still pretty good to these like rap scallions and Sillard kind of doesn't want to get involved with the mafia. He's like I'm gonna make these guys do it for me. Mm-hmm. So makes sense. Um, so he's going to assign them a job to do. And back on the Flying Pussyfoot, we're talking with the Lemures. Lemures. I don't know. There's this guy, Goose. His name is Goose. Yes. Okay, so that's all you I need to I think we established him. that. Yeah, we did. But I just sometimes I just have to go back and, and think about it a little bit. And <laughs> so he's talking with uh, Mary Barium, who's reunited with her daughter, uh, Kiki. Oh, Natalie Barium. Sorry, Natalie Barium is the wife. Kiki is the daughter. And they're talking about, basically talking about how they're trying to do a ransom or, you know, they're like... Oh, that's if, how if they're going to get yes. Lafayette out of the... Yes, they're holding them hostage because they're trying to get them to free their leader, Huey Lafayette, or Marquis de Lafayette, um, out of prison. And so if they don't respond, they will be killed. Well, the daughter will be. The, yes, the daughter. They're gonna, also, they question. The yeah. How is... The senator's in New York, right? Or like Washington? Yeah. But no, like, I think New York. And this isn't really a spoiler, but they established that Lafayette's uh, imprisoned in Canada. Yeah. So how are we going to get him out if it's a different country? That's a good question. Okay. Unless they're in Newfoundland that's not Canada. But I'm assuming. The other Newfoundland. Right. The how, new, ma- new- how many Newfoundlands are there? Yeah, new, new Newfoundland. Well, there's Finland. Canada. Yeah. So how, how, how are we going to do that? I'm not quite sure. Okay. Everybody knows Canada is just discount America. Ho, ho. Don't kill me, our Canadian fans. I'm sorry. I was going to say it was better America. Um, Yeah, kind of. A little bit. It's it's all right. But we they have free health care. They do. I am a little jealous about that. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. So back in 1930, Dallas and his gang go to the Cragioso because they are trying to get into the, the Gandor's headquarters. In there, who's who's all located in the Cragioso? Is it just the, the Gandor family? Is it, so, oh, the Cragioso is a small jazz hall. Is the head and it's the headquarters of the the Gandor family. Mm-hmm. Got it. The Gandolfs. They they go in because and they see the crate right there of mm-hmm. the secret formula, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, there's just guys playing cards on there who belong mm-hmm. to the Gandolf family, and they're like, "Hey, let's uh, give me that." And they're like, "No," and so they kill him. The end. Yes. <laughs> Um, one of the guys manages to survive and shoots Dallas in the head. But but the thing is, he just takes a quick nap because he's back up in no time uh, and kill more people. So they they are really enjoying this idea of being immortal. Right, but do they do they not remember the slurping? Yeah, yeah. They're not very bright. So they just kind of want to do what they want. They still, they want to guarantee that they can get their payment before they get give the formula back. So they, do they not think these guys are just going to kill them? Uh, and they know that they can kill them? They know that they can kill them, but they, they think they're they're scrappier than that. So they think they can get out of being slurped? Hey, yeah. They're, they're not very smart. Do we know what happened to Dallas now? No, we don't. 
So not slurped? Maybe slurped, but maybe something else. Yeah, but if you're saying that, that means he probably wasn't slurped. I wish I could say more, Dara. Well, it makes me think he's still alive. And maybe my theory of something traumatic happens, and then he realizes, holy shit, what, I've been, what have I been doing with my life? And then he runs off and starts a family. Oh, Dara. And doesn't tell anybody. That would be really fun, wouldn't it? Right. Well, well, I mean, like, somebody, look, a, like, even a dick can be traumatized so much that they change his ways. <laughs> so, yeah, but Dallas right now is still a dick, and he wants to, and he's kind of riding that power trip and everything. Mm-hmm. But before we figure out what he's going to do, uh, we are back on the flying pussyfoot, and our ending scene is a little interesting because we have some run-ins with us, very interesting characters, a uh, lad. Yeah. Who, again, is, you know, covered blood, is having a good time. Yeah. Uh, and... He um, goes into a freight hold with Chez, who's the Dodger. Yep. Our small little child, who's, he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. Look, um, listen, he's seen some shit, and he knows what he's doing. I like him. Oh, yeah, he's, oh, he's, he's, he's a really interesting character. But, yes, he has seen some shit. And it's really funny because we know, we don't know all of Chez, uh, Chez's deal yet. But we know part of his deal, which is, you know, he's been around for a couple hundred years now. Mm-hmm. He's an immortal. And he, he's the only character with an inner monologue because we actually hear his thoughts, which is really interesting. We know that, like, the, his voice in his inner monologue is a little more kind of sinister sounding than, like, how he presents himself. Yeah. So he kind of turns around and he turns on the cute charm and he tries to, you know, he kind of talks about, well, he's like, wow, Mr. Gee whiz. Wow, far out. He's they far out, but <laughs> that's not the time period. He tries to like compliment Lad, and then he eventually asks him a favor. And Lad is just like, "What the hell does this little kid want from me? Me who kills a bunch of people?" And uh, it's like, "I want you to kill a bunch of people." And and yeah, Chess is like, "Can you kill a bunch of people? I want you to go back in that dining car and kill everyone." Because he wants to find out who the other immortal is. Yes, and so yeah, we as the audience know that he's very concerned that there's another immortal running around because he knows. Uh, because when he, because he said his true name, which he didn't intend on, which meant that there was an immortal around, and yeah, so he wants a lad to just kill everybody. So I guess he doesn't have much value for human life anymore. Chess has seen some shit, guys. That's fair. He is this poor kid has seen some shit, and I think we'll learn about that today. Uh, not on this episode or the next episode, but if we recording this, we'll learn about that today. But anyway, uh, yes, so that's where we end the episode. And then we see that, of course, uh, Claire is there and listening. Because why not? Why the hell not? Dude is everywhere. Well, so isn't this the point where Dodger gets his head blown off? No, not yet. That happens in the next episode. All right. Well, we knew that. Spoilers. We knew that was going to happen anyway. We didn't didn't know because that was was one of the scenes in the first episode. Uh, But that is today's episode, Dara. Uh, what did you think of this episode? I think I like the next episode more. Yeah. There's yeah. there's some fun things that happen in the next episode. I mean, like, I was just kind of okay with it. The real truth is just being a monster. So, like, but, like, this twist is, like, it's it's fine. I wasn't, like, too, I guess I wasn't that invested. Yeah, right. I'm like, okay, like, it's a, it's a cute, crazy guy with covered in blood. That's fine. That's but fine. The, the, the killing was cool. I approve, I approve of that. Yeah, the, the, the violence was fun because you see more. It was hard to tell like, at violence. one point because it was very dark and they looked alike. So I'm like, wait, which one's which? Who's 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 dying right now? Yeah, uh, there was some other stuff that I that were that was fine. Stuff with Dallas was fine. It was fine. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. But like again, if you don't have Isaac and Mira or Jacuzzi's gang, yeah, I it, don't care. It, it does. It weakens the episode a little bit. All right, I have a fair point here. Uh, I was mostly excited in this episode because I've been waiting for the introduction of uh, Claire slash Vino slash all those other names. Uh, so that was really fun to me. 
And just like having that kind of, I think, starts tying things together a little more. But there's still things to, there's still things to learn. There's still things we don't know. But things are starting to become a little clearer. And the end is not quite in sight yet. But we know that the uh, the tracks will end eventually. Mm-hmm. So that is this episode. So I like these these this unanswered questions list is getting a lot shorter because almost every episode they're like there's something they're like who's that or who's who's well, it feels like the who's first half that? they were like here's all the questions and now it's like let's answer all the questions exactly so it sets up a lot um, and I told you we would get them answered it just took a while all right so we are going to reflect on that for a little bit so I hope you all enjoyed that but if you stay tuned we're going to talk about Bacano. Episode 10, Tesla Mayer is forced to rework his tremble before the specter of Immortals strategy. Stay tuned. Yes. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Yay. Yay. All right. We're still talking about Bakuno. We are on episode 10. Uh, Chesla Mary is forced to rework his tremble before the specter of Immortals strategy. So, Daria, I think you said in the previous episode that you like this one a little better. Yeah. Would you like to expand before we jump into our synopsis? I think just because the char- I like the characters more. Yeah, because like, we we're following some characters that we, we like. We like. Okay, cool. So, before we get to any characters we actually like, we're going to start off in uh, Newfoundland. Right? Of all places. Why are we in Canada? Because why not? Because why not? You raise a good point. I, sh- I, should, mm-hmm. I should not be so bold. So we're actually going to follow, uh, just for this scene, the senator, Manfred Berrien. So this this guy. Whatever. This guy. This guy. This asshole. So he is visiting Huey Lafayette, or as we have been calling him, Marquis de Lafayette. Uh, who, of course, as we know from the previous episodes, was one of the original members of the Avina Avis. Adina, Avida, Avis. Yikes. The boat where everyone drank the secret formula and became immortal the original time. But it wasn't. Well, like, because I thought he was, like, the main guy, or, like, the guy who, like, called upon stuff. But he kind of, he was just kind of there. He was just kind of there. He, he was an interesting character because we kind of learned back then, at least, he, his... His role was more of the observer. So he, he while he, he drank the secret formula, he was always kind of more in the back kind of thinking, which is one of the reasons why the, the demon character kind of found interest in him. But we don't really know what he's been up to, just that he has done something to land himself in prison. Mm-hmm. And he has done something to gain himself a cult following. Right. Who really wants him free. And we kind of learn as the episode goes on why they want him free. Um, we kind of get an idea of that. So... The senator kind of informs Marquise de Lafayette of why, of like what's going on, that he has his followers, the Lemurs or the Lemurais, have hijacked the flying pussyfoot and they are demanding his release in exchange for the lives of the passengers, uh, most notably, of course, his wife and the senator's wife and daughter. So, and to which uh, Lafayette calls, you know, says it's kind of funny that, oh, you actually care about your family now? Because as we kind of learn about the senator, he's ve- he's very interested in power and money, and he's willing to sell his soul for the concept of immortality. So this dude's kind of an asshole, but like politicians. Eh, not that far off. But I mean, like, actually, if you think about it, like, I mean, unless it comes out that, like, he didn't try to save his family, then it would be bad for his, like, mm-hmm. career. But, like, if, like, he tried to save his family and succeeded, then that would look really, really good. Mm-hmm. And, like, it'd be PowerPoints because, like, he went through this tragedy. But, like, if they died... 
it'd still probably be good mm-hmm. for his like political career because like oh my god like we'll be so bad for this guy yeah it only could be bad if like he they die and you realize he didn't do anything about it right right so yeah he seems like just the kind of asshole who would think something Actually, like I that. don't know why I really like this conversation but I think it's because like the voices were just kind of like because you have like uh Marquise Lafayette who's like talking with I was like is it talking with the French accent? He's talking with a French accent. <laughs> and then you've got that French, yeah. And then you got the senator who's all like, now listen here, buddy. I'm an American. I'm a white guy. I'm an American. Um, and I am an immortal Frenchman. There's nothing more terrifying. <laughs> and now we have insulted the French. And white guys. Merci. Uh, we insult white guys all the time. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> That's all we do on this show. It's fine, guys. Kaylin is a white guy. <laughs> a little bit. Um, you're right. That's. I mean, I mostly just make fun of things that are myself, which is why we're making fun of the Italians and the French because like, we don't make are... fun of the Germans. Well, I'm. I'm not even. Well, I'm only like this much German, actually. I Am just, I more I just, German than you? I don't know how much. You German might I... be more German than me. Yes, I actually. If you look at my ancestry results, I don't have German shown up there, but my great great grandfather came it's from doing Germany. Fine. Hey, thank you. Thank you. I took a trip to the year 3000. It's all right. Went multi-platinum. God, we have gotten so far off the rails. Bacchino. Bacchino. Let's make fun of the French. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, That's just our tagline. Bacchino. Let's make fun of the French. I think we should make that the title when you put it on YouTube. I'll do it. Like, yeah. Let's make fun of the French. <laughs> Sorry, French people. <laughs> you're a lovely. You have, you have a lovely country. You're 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 wonderful. Um, Your revolutions is, were not as bloody as Bacchino, debatable. That is the land of my people, actually. So, like, I can't be that mad. Actually, specifically French Canadians. <laughs> it's literally where I'm descended. Their from, revolution so. wasn't that bloody, was it? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. French Revolution, on French, the other on hand. The, on the other hand, that was so much blood. <laughs> anyway, so back in back in prison in Canada. Canadian prison. <laughs> They're talking about all, kind of all of the events going on in the, the train. Lafare actually says that, you know, his followers' plan will fail. So, and he mentions that his daughter is on the train with them. And she's only loyal to him. So, so he what, doesn't care about his cult? This seems like they seem kind of expendable to him. Um, and they can, there's more... There's more of a conversation about this a little later as far as, like, their relation, the Lafarre's kind of connection to the Lemures. But we'll kind of touch on that when we get there. Uh, so, yes, Shane, of course, as we know. Yes, Dara. So, did, like, these people make a cult without Lafayette? And then Lafayette find out, found out about him was, like, like, like surrounding him, like, surrounding him a bit. But then Lafayette didn't know about it. I... And then, like, he found out about it and was, like kind of like had like an idea of like let's kill these people by having them do a mission for me mm-hmm. i'm gonna actually gonna read here because um, i was wondering like, did lafayette actually make up the cult or was it just like a thing of somebody else who did that or like he was doing a bunch of stuff back in yonder days mm-hmm. that's a good question I, it doesn't really specify on the wiki if they formed with or without him okay uh it's a good good question but like Huey doesn't seem like super super pe- like you know he doesn't really seem to care much about them so make of that what you will. But of course we know Shane, who is kick-ass lady in the black dress. Also not immortal. Also not immortal, interestingly enough, even though her father is immortal. Well, why would you have a kid if you're immortal? I don't Unless know. they're gonna become immortal too. I don't really know what, what Shane's deal is here. But it sounds like she, well, I mean, we learn later, but like I kind of like I wonder like why would you want to do that? Because like that just seems really traumatic. Mm-hmm. Cause like that conflict it's like that one episode of Doctor Who where Maisie Williams 
um, and one episode becomes immortal, and then at some point she has kids, and then they die from the plague. Oh, terrible. And then she decides not to have kids anymore, and I'm like, well, yeah, no shit. Yeah, that kind of sucks. That's not great. Don't have kids. Well, I don't want to say don't. Uh, you make your own choices, but like it feels kind of traumatic if you're immortal out there. It's true. But Huey in general seems to have an interesting view of people, so I don't really know what his deal is. All right. But we also kind of get this idea that there's some kind of like mental connection between the two because it seems like he kind of can send a message to her just like I guess I didn't like that wasn't really surprising. I was kind of like oh probably maybe like the genetic thing. But yeah we don't some, something about Maybe she like live longer than like normal humans. I don't know. Okay fine. Bash my theories. Interesting. Yeah I wonder if they explain it more on the show or if I'll have to talk about it. So I won't say too much right now. Yeah so anyway that's, so that's what's going on with the black suits. So we, we're going to jump back into, uh, so we, of course we drop the title mm-hmm. and then get back to the conversation that triggered the title, which was this conversation in the freight hold with Dodger and Lad, the absolute Lad, who Enchez wants to um, him to kill all the passengers in the dining car. And Lad's like, what? Do you, he's like, do you know what you're saying, child? You're asking me to murder people. Like, he's cool with murdering people, but like, why is this little kid asking him to murder people? Why wouldn't you want to take that deal? Yeah. <laughs> That's a great deal. So, right. Um, for him, not in general. So, yes, because uh, Chez isn't just asking just for, you know, shits and giggles. He has something to offer, which is $20,000. And Lad says, what? what? So he kind of, uh, Chez kind of explains that he has smuggled a large uh, quantity of explosives aboard the train. So he's so that's where we get the explosives. That's where the, so they knew we knew that there were explosives on the train, uh, but it turns out it was Ches was involved in that. How did a child get explosives? Uh-uh. I, I I should you know what I just stopped d- doubting Dodger because like I feel like he's smart. Like he's been around. Kid is smart. He's smart. Okay, you know what? It's so, fine. It's fine. Right, he can do anything he wants. So yes, Ches has smuggled explosives aboard and he intends to send them to the Brigatoni family, the Runaradas in New York. And so he also does work with, but like he can't go because he's a child. Well, I guess, no, there are people in the Brigatonis. Who's in the Brigatonis anyway? Uh, nobody that I care about. Okay. So we, okay. They like, Runaradas are like a family, but I don't think they, there's none of the, None of like the main cast of characters are a part of the room. So why so why are they around? Just have another family? They're just not, yeah. They they are kind of an antagonistic force of some of the families that we do like, such as I mean they're the ones that kidnap Eve Genoward. They have uh, they have the beef. They're the ones that come in and they have a beef with the the Gandalfs. Don't all the families have beef? I don't know. Not all not all the families. Actually, have no. Beef no it kind of feels like the Gandalfs and the Mozzarellas. Like they at least like because like Fiero and yeah. Christian Bale like were there together. So yeah. Maybe they get along. Yeah, I think they get along because they because uh, it's kind of mentioned that the uh, Mozzarellas and the Gandalfs, the Martillas and the Gandors, uh, are smaller gangs, and so they don't oh, really... so the the Brigatonis like the bigger gang. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. They seem like they, and they're ready to to fuck shit up. Um. So, but yes, Chez has. Uh, extra he promises lad some of the extra explosives so and he says that once the train stops he and lad will gather the remaining explosives and escape to new york where they will sell the explosives to the runaradas you know the police will blame the black suits for the death and destruction that they're leaving behind so Chez has this whole thing planned out he has the whole thing planned out kid is smart I, we should stop calling him kid because he's like the dude is 200 years old <laughs> uh and this i think this show also like i don't mean to sidestep here but i think the show does like a good job of i think because i think there's some anime with like 
immortals where like they're young and kid looking or they're like 700 years old and like looks like a little girl but like this does a really good job of i think handling how kind of off-putting that is like instead of being like oh it's cutesy it's like oh this person has seen some shit and is a little fucked up well, kind of reminds me of, like, Kirsten Dunst in um, Interview with a Vampire. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. like, she was, and, like, she was, like, 12 in the movie. She was, like, very good. And, like, when she was supposed to, because, like, when she was supposed to, I think in the, I know in, like, the book she was, like, six when she became a vampire. Yeah. Which is worse. Yeah. But um, when, in that movie, like, when you watch it, like, when she first turns, you can tell she was, like, a kid. Mm-hmm. But then when they jump, like, 30 years, she feels like an adult. Mm-hmm. Even though she's, like, stuck in a child's body. Just the weird stuff with Brad Pitt that's odd. Yeah. Because, you know. We won't think about it. Well, I think that happens in the book, but, like, so, like, it technically makes sense, but it's also, like, body-wise, it's gross. That's the bad thing about being an immortal when you are when you are stuck as a child, which is that, like, you have all the desires of, like, an adult, mm-hmm. but it's awkward because you're in a child's body. Yeah, so... I feel bad for child immortal people. Yeah. So pour one out for Chesley Mayer, everybody. He's fine. I, anyway. <laughs> In regards to all the crazy stuff that's going on, Lad asks Ches, why don't you just set off the explosives? You can kill everyone you want. And Ches replies that he has a special interest in one of the corpses, and he would rather not pick up the pieces. But he wouldn't have to pick up the pieces. They would just get back together. Yeah, so I'm not sure if he's saying that because he means that or if he's... You know, there was some kind of specific strategy that he had in Does mind it take longer when they're all over the place? It might. But, like, how much longer? Because it feels like... When, like, his brain got exploded, it mm-hmm. only took, like, maybe, like, depends on the injury. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I... But, like, that felt like that only took maybe, like, maybe, I don't know, like, ten minutes for him mm-hmm. to, like, get back together. So maybe, like, if they're at Squidward Place, it might take, like, a couple hours. But, like, that's, what's the big deal? Still, right, right. Although in the show it happens pretty fast, so not quite sure. I feel like it might be slower depending on the injury. Mm-hmm. So it felt like it took longer for Dodger to get back together than, like, when took, Dallas yeah, got yeah. back together. Cause right. Right. So that's what I think, like, depending on the injury, it might take a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, like Deadpool rules. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Dodger lays out a very interesting offer here, but Lad isn't taking it. For he's, some reason. He's kind of pissed off. I think he's pissed off about how this kid's talking to him, right? You ever have you ever a kid can talk to you and you're like, excuse me, you are a child. Do not. Um, and so he's kind of like getting like that. But instead of just like turning the other way, um, he takes out his gun and he blows his head off. It's fine. He just he just eviscerates a child. It's the fine. Head go explodey. Well, we know he's not a child. We know, but but Lad doesn't know that. He thinks he's just straight up a kid. See, that's what's gonna be funny when he sees Dodger again. Yeah, because he'll be like, "Wait, I'm pretty sure that I just made I blew your head off." Right. But it's back together, and it'll be fun. That's why I said it's really be funny if Lad got to kill a bunch of immortals because it would never work, and then he might be want to become an immortal, and then he could kill more people with the slurping. Yeah, uh, that would probably that sounds like a nightmare. Oh, I agree, nightmare. But like uh, for Lad, it'd be hilarious. <laughs> we're so we're actually going to go back and see a character that we didn't get to see last episode. We've kind of sort of seen the past few episodes, but not last one. And that we're going back to uh, 1932. So we're going to jump ahead a year and follow Eve Genovia. Who's so smart in this episode. She's, oh, uh, she is, she is beautifully innocent. Her whole thing is that she's just very innocent and that gets her into some good situations and some very bad situations. Mostly the bad ones. Because she's an idiot. Yeah, she is. Would but Queen Julie Andrews approve? That's the question. That's the question. You know what's funny? The second Princess Diaries is actually on TV, and I was watching it, mm-hmm. and like you know, like that one actually takes place in Genovia. Yeah. So I'm like watching it, and I'm like, oh, so Genovia is just like a place where like everybody has a different accent. It's v- vaguely European. 
No, but like, because I'm thinking like, okay, well, it makes sense for Anne Hathaway because she was born in America yeah. and like we're just in college there. But I felt like I was supposed to just like a British accent, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, fine. But then Chris Pine's over here and he's talking American. Yeah. Right. But like slightly, like a slightly accented American, but like not, he just like a very proper American. I think that was his first movie. Was that a first movie? I think it was his first movie, yeah. Aw. Wait, is it? Let me see. I don't know. Imagine, Pine. like, other, like, smaller stuff, but... It was at his first, like... No, but there are, like, some people with, like, Scottish accents, and then, like, some people with, like, French accents or, like, vaguely European accents. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I think that was... Wow. It was... I don't know about television, but, like... He was... Okay, so he he did a couple of TV episodes first, and then... And then yeah, his big break in Princess Diaries. Princess Diaries, too. Good for him. Good for him. Good for him. He was good in the movie. Yeah. Oh, he he was. He's, he's just a cool. He was, I I like Chris Pine. I think technically like his break was you know, uh, Star. I would say Star Wars, Star Trek, Star Trek, Star Trek. Anyway, and then in both good Wonder Woman movies. Yeah. One good. Yeah. Oh boy. Fuck it <laughs> Um. So yes, but I, we 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 talk shit on Eve Genovia, but like she's smart enough to get away out of the clutches of the rigatonis. Yes. Um, but, I mean, they're also a bunch of idiots, so I don't know how much smarter that is. But she's at least smart enough to get away from them. They ki- had kidnapped her, but she just kind of walked out. Uh, well, they're kind of idiots. They're a bunch of idiots. So she kind of leaves their uh, house mansion or whatever, and she is kind of pulled into a car uh, by uh, Elion Duga from The Daily Days, who... He's, uh, you know, he kind of knows some things, but not a bunch of things, but he kind of knows some more things than other people. I don't know how else to describe his character. Right. I think we should all say this was, fi- this was, like, shot this, weird. This scene was kind of shot weird. It was. Because it's, like, and I think it's part of those things. We see this in a couple parts of the episodes where, like, we do have, like, those long, long, like, landscape shots, like, over dialogue. Because that's, like, a very anime thing. And I always joke that it's to save on budget. Um, I just remember it in Legend of Korra, like, the last, like, few episodes. Yeah, it's super obvious uh, in Legend of Korra. That would have been, that's, I, I appreciate that more than the clip show. Right. Oh, cl- oh, clip show. Clip show was bad. Clip show was bad. Clip show had some funny stuff in it. The first half, the the in the middle when they did the um, the oh, phone call thing was the fun. phone like, call the, thing was. The but the whole part of let's the whole recap thing. the romance. Yeah, that was that was boring. We didn't need that. We literally did not need to recap any of the romance. Anyway, uh, that's for Korasami. Korasami forever. I know you're right. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, no, this is shot weird in a way where like Eva's pulled into the car and then she's like kind of pulled onto the floor because she's kind of like smothered in there and he doesn't you don't really see anything you just like see, hear the conversation and then like on the floor and i'm like i'm pretty sure he's an adult and she's like maybe a teenager right right how old how old is she does it say does it say does it say it doesn't say but she oh uh yeah no she's like 16 she's like 16 or that's 17. still illegal so, yeah, it says Eve is born uh, sometime in either 1914 or 1915. This is 1932. So maybe uh, 17 or 18. Still. Yeah, well, if she's 18, not great. But, like, at least legal. Uh, no, like, she's, like, 17. 
All right, that's still. But yeah, it, it is a little. It's a little. But like they little kind, and then there's like the point where like they're still talking and they're up on the seats and she gets like really close to him and like it kind of looks like romantic and I'm like. Or like you see this, we're like her like you see her leg kind of go and she's like kind of adjusting her out her like clothes and we're like that's this is like weirdly I, suggestive. I know you guys didn't whatever, and I don't know how old the guy is, but like is it a grown ass man? He is a grown ass man. So anyway. It is it is shot a little weirdly, but Eliana's yes there to to kind of apologize for basically Dilly's kind of did a shit job of keeping her out of trouble, kind of got her in trouble. Yeah, they and did. He says that he doesn't really he knows more than Nicholas Wayne does, our Nick Batman friend who who's stirring up trouble, but he doesn't know as much as like the president knows. But one of his kind of knowledge about the the what happened with Dallas is that it's something something involving the Gandalf family. Yeah. So they're going to go kind of check that out. Before we get to see kind of what happens there, we're going to go back to 1930. And we're going to follow some of our favorite folks, Isaac and Miria. All right. Yay. So, yes, Isaac and Miria, they are dressed fancy. And they are kind of talking about, they're just ta- they're talking about kind of their encounter with Ennis and just yeah. ruminating on that. We, that's a lot of where we're seeing a lot more uh, kind of those landscape shots, which is fun because it's New York. So it, it like New York in the 30s. So it's like, it's just a really fun time. It's cool stuff. It's, it's really fun to like look because you, you can imagine they were probably like looked at old photographs and like really wanted to get the scene down nice, um, and which is fun. So that's like kind of the cool thing about these period pieces, I guess. So then they're kind of talking about what they want to do next. And of course, they want money. They want to steal some money. But their idea is to steal from some smaller mafia families instead of uh, a large one. Right, because then they could get in more trouble. Yeah, because they don't want a situation where, like, if they steal from a big family, then a lot of people are going to get angry at them and try to go after them. Yeah. So if they steal from somebody smaller, it won't that be that big a deal. So they want to hit up the Gandalfs and the uh, Mozzarellas uh, because they're they're smaller, and that should be – they're some local folks, and that should be uh, pretty easy for them. Mm-hmm. So – Meanwhile, speaking of the Gandalf family, we're going to go back to the Cragioso, which is the uh, Gandalf family headquarters. Yeah, so they they managed to, of course, they killed everyone in there, if we remember that from last episode. Yep. So that's a little rude, but that's whatever. And they got the crate and they're walking out and they're kind of talking, kind of have like their plan to like get payment back and make sure they're there. They're totally forgetting the fact that their friend got schlorped. I mean, somebody right, which it, means that they can. Somebody brings it up and they're like, eh, it's fine. Like, they think that they're scrappy enough to, to deal with it, to get what they want out of Sillard, who's are, literally been around for 200 years. Are they? Absolutely not. Okay. They So they start walking away. They are interrupted by uh, Isaac and Miria, who show up in full costume, which is freaking hilarious. So Isaac is wearing a cape, an African mask, and a Japanese helmet. Like you do. And he calls himself uh, Moriarty. He says, yes, he's risen from the, the Reichenbach Falls as Professor Moriarty. Which is just freaking hilarious. So, um, no, you're, never mind. I was thinking, like, is the Reichenbach Falls the Sherlock Holmes? And I think it is. Yeah. I forgot. I thought it was, I think, I thought he was talking about, like, a different thing. And, like, because there's, like, I thought I I was assuming that Isaac wasn't that smart and didn't get his stories correct. Mm-hmm. But Reagan McBall is a Sherlock Holmes story. Anyway. Yes. And then he doesn't get a response, so he says, Jack the Ripper. And, uh, so these get, they're very confused about what's all going on. But then lightning bolt. But then, <laughs> and then Miria shows up with the lightning bolt. And she just, like, throws some powder in their face. And they get the crate. And they get the crate and run away. It's great. Um, and I thought for a bit, because, like, I was thinking, did Dallas actually look into the crate? To actually check that the... But then my also question is, like, if it was the bottles are with the Gandalf, so then how did... And we know that Christian Bale's immortal. Mm-hmm. Did he drink any of that at that point, and that's how he became immortal? Great question. 
Did that help Piero become immortal at one point? Or like, great but he also has Miza with him. Some kind of wonder. Well, though, I don't think Miza would do that. What? Like Miza wouldn't let Piero become immortal. No, but Miza wouldn't be, even be able to know how to make a secret formula. I thought he knew half the formula. He knew half of it. But he can make half the formula. Right. But do we know if Piero and is uh, half immortal, full immortal? Piero's full immortal. How do we know that? I know that. <laughs> That's not really specified. But we we find out. But how, yeah, how do we know like who's what and what? Because like I feel like. Because it doesn't make sense if you're full immortal unless, like, something happens. Yeah. So get it. That makes it make, like, if Miza did something to make a full immortal. Right. We will, we'll find out by the end of the show who's full oh, immortal. Oh, question. If yeah. you're dying, can you become immortal when you're dying? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. That's a good question. So. Is Christian about half immortal then? <laughs> I am not going to comment because we have to learn it ourselves in the show. Um, although I think I've, I have actually, I think I've said I've answered some of those questions before, I think, in, like, our really early episodes. Um, but anyway, yes. So, and uh, Ennis has been kind of following. She was following Dallas around. Now now that she sees Azumiria, she's following them. So just to- Right. And I and, and I said, like, just, like, ask them nicely for the crate. And you said you don't want the, that other guy to get in. Yeah. I'm like, I agree, but I also don't want Azumiria to get hurt. Right, right. That's more important right now. Yeah, because, you, you know, we, we want... We are rooting for Ennis, but we're also rooting for Isaac and Mary, but we're also rooting against Sillard. So this is going to turn up. But I think Ennis could go up to them and be like, hey, actually, that crate, bo- that crate actually like, belongs to me and they stole it from me. Can I have it back? And I feel like Isaac and Mary would be like, oh, we're sorry. Here you go. <laughs> I like, they yeah. feel like those people that like, if they, they wouldn't want to steal from like a friend. Right. Right. The, only the mafia. Only the mafia. When in doubt, steal from, from the, the mafia. mafia. So, yes, but before we kind of see what they do with that, we're going to go to 1931, uh, back to Chez, who had his head exploded, but now he's unexploded. And yep. then he calls Lad a useless thug, which I think was a part of the scene from the first episode. So okay. that's a call back to that. So um, he kind of explains that what we already figured out, really, which is that he's trying to figure out who the immortal was, and that's why he wanted to enlist the help of Lad, by kind of leaning in on his desire to kill everybody um, so he could... So uh, Chez could figure out who the immortal was. And so he kind of, you know, it's a little peeved that his plan isn't really working out, but he leaves the the freight car and then we see kind of uh, Vino pop out and he was like, hey, didn't that kid just die? <laughs> what the hell's going on here? <laughs> wow. Oh, great question, Claire. So we're going to go follow Eve Genovia again back in 1932. I keep saying back in when we keep going forward, but... You guys know what I mean. Don't think about it's it. It's back in from right now when I'm talking. So think of it that way. Yes, we're going to head to the Cragioso, which is where the Gandalfs are hanging out. We see Tick Jefferson, who I think is called Chick in the show, but Tick in the books. So I'm going to use those interchangeably. Mm-hmm. So yes. So deeper into the Cragioso, we see the Gandalf brothers sitting around a table playing some cads. Or cads? Yeah, they're playing cads. And so Elion is being recognized as the guy from the newspaper. And before, like, they can really have start, like, a, a conversation, Eve just kind of busts in is like, where's my brother? Where's my brother? Um, to the dismay of Elion, who, like, it pr- figures that you should probably approach the mafia with, like, a little more, just be a little more careful about it. But Well, I kind of wonder if, like, hmm. Mm-hmm. One, I wonder if she's, like, a bit desperate, and two, is, like, the thing that, like, maybe she, like, knows, like, this moral code of, like, they're not going to hurt a little, like, a kid. They're not going to hurt I think she's so girl. innocent that she, I think 
Yeah, I think she thinks that to a certain point, but I think she's also just very innocent. That yeah. She thinks that they wouldn't hurt But like, girl. I mean, but don't like the Gandalfs and the Genovians, like, don't they do some stuff together? I think it's mostly just, like, they're familiar with Dallas. So maybe, maybe she thought, like, the Gandalfs would not actually hurt her. Yeah. Which they, I mean, they don't. They don't, no. But she doesn't really think. She's like, where's my brother? I guess for the I didn't think that was stupid. I think the next thing she does is stupid. Yeah, the next thing she does is super stupid. But, and of course, anytime that somebody brings up Dallas, everyone is like, that asshole? <laughs> Nobody likes Dallas except for Eve. Like, that's... To be fair, he, for the most part, he was nice to Eve. He was nice to Eve and an asshole to everyone else. Exactly. That's So it's f- not fine. But before she can get answers, uh, we do see that the... Gustavo Baguette of the Runaradas. Gustavo Baguette. Gustav Baguette. No, Gaston Baguette. Gaston Baguette of the Rigatonis. They find his guns at the front of the Cragiosa because he thinks that the Anders are up to something. And before we know what's going on with that, uh, we're going to go back to the Flying Pussyfoot because there's some fun things going on there. And so we kind of get a replay of a scene that happened earlier. Back to Jacuzzi's gang. And we love Jacuzzi's gang. Thank God they're back. We love Jacuzzi's gang. We get the replay of Jacuzzi uh, <laughs> kissing niece, which it gets a lot funnier once, yeah. we, once we kind of learn some more information on that. Because Jacuzzi's finally taking the lead and he has a plan. And so <laughs> so uh, niece kind of reveals that that was their first kiss, which we're like, oh, so they that was fine. But it turns out that they've actually uh, been together for years. <laughs> and I was so I'm like, what, have they? Why haven't they kissed? What? Uh, I just thought that they were buddies. Like, again, I take things... They're th- taking things very slowly. But it, wasn't it like ten years? Yeah, they've they've Why they've they been kids? together for ten years. I didn't even know they were dating. <laughs> I think that's the funny part. Was it just They're like so was it like a convenience thing? Um, and she was like, okay, like did yeah. they do anything? I just some I think they're just taking it really slow. You know, just like look maybe looking at each other. Maybe they even held hands one time. I just thought they weren't dating. I just like maybe. Oh no, like, they're they're yeah they're. Maybe they're it's like a will they won't they? I thought I, it was like maybe like that, like a will they won't they? Well, the the answer is they have. It's like have they or have they not? Is more is more the question. I kind of think it was more like both. So reception that they were together, but they just didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, were I, they like not to like? No, I mean, were they not like physically together for like a long period of time? Like they weren't like around each other. No, I think they were around each other. Then why the zevda? You just gotta just some, some people just take just do relationships differently. What's the Tumblr like this for this couple? <laughs> I actually don't know. I don't think I've ever looked. Um, do you want to look? I'm. You know what? I might look after this Tumblr uh, art. I can't imagine there's a ton of fan art for Bacano. But I just remember, no. I remember thinking it was like looking up uh, Legend of Korra and. Uh, when you mentioned that um, Sokka and Toph might have gotten together. Oh, yeah. That was that, that fan theory there. So, the one that makes some sense? Some sense. And gives a storyline to Sokka? Yeah, right. Very interesting. Anyway, go watch our Legend of Korra stuff, guys. Or listen, because I think we didn't actually do much reaction. Or they're blocked. There wasn't a lot of videos for that, but you can listen to it. So, There's videos. Uh, they're iTunes. There's videos. They're all videos. They are, but they are blocked. Many of them are blocked. So Thanks. Thanks, Viacom. Thanks. For nothing. And we were nice to you. We were so nice to you. Right. Ay-yay-yay. Not like other stuff that's in Black World. I'm like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Like, th- like our 365 Days highlights. We were not nice to you. <laughs> to be fair, you're garbage. <laughs> you're the worst. Um, so, Bacchino. Bacchino. I like the fact that... 
Nick just <laughs> it just goes off on like, what do you mean? That was your first kiss. You guys have been together for years. You guys are idiots. He literally calls them idiots. That's great. So anyway, but I'm so are, confused by that, but whatever. They are climbing up onto the um train. The roof of the train. And there's a lot of other people doing things on the roof of the train here. Yeah. Uh, Lad and his buddies are are getting up there. You know, there's a there's a brief conversation about if they if the one guy asks the lad is like, is it cool? Just to, like kill a kid like that, and he's like, "Yeah, why not?" Yeah. Um. The thing that pissed Lad off was that Ches kind of looked down on him. He could tell he was looking down on him, and he looked like he couldn't. He could didn't, he, he really didn't think he was gonna kill him because we could all know he, that could he can't he, die. Could Lad tell that he was like not actually telling the truth when he was saying like, "Well, Mister, you're so good." Um. I don't think he really. That was the part he really cared about. He was more cared about the the fact that he was. Uh, Did he think he could not get twenty thousand dollars out of the kid? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it's more like he's. It more like this. His uh, certainty that he was going to live, which of course is what. But he knew that drives, he was going to live. But which of course, which is what drives Lad to kill people, is when people really think they're going to make it, and then he kills them. He thinks it's fun. See, so it'd be fun to kill immortals because he knows he like it'd be just. I wanna. I wanna blood. Sp- I think it would piss him off. It would, but that'd be hilarious. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And so we go to the roof of the train, and there's multiple people there. So, of course, we saw Nisa and Nick are kind of, like, peeking over, seeing what's going on. Uh, Lad's on top there. And it's also Shane. Who's just taking a stroll. Who's just, uh, she went up there to kind of see what's going on. Everyone's just hanging out up there. And so then we get this really interesting scene of, like, it's kind of mindscapey. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, we, we see kind of very similar uh, imagery to the earlier in the episode, where just, like, this uh, cloudy, like, hazy sky, um, filled with white birds and we get this conversation between sorry um you're good good okay um sorry i got paranoid real quick you're good you're good you're good so yes we get this interesting conversation between Hugh Lafayette and Chanet via telepathy via telepathy telepathy that's the word yeah i think anybody that immortal has relationships with it's it's always like a very interesting thing that's fine um we kind of get more insight as to Huey and Chani's re- kind of relationship to the Lemurians or the Lemurians and the, the black suits. And Huey kind of asks her if she is trying to protect the um, goose and the other black suits because, like, they only want to kill... They, they're going to kill her at the end and, like, yeah. everyone kind of knows it. Yeah. The only thing that the black suits are really focused on is getting immortality. So she's more... Well, like, why, yeah. why would you kill his daughter? I don't, I don't, really, I don't really know. Like, if he wouldn't, why would he give you immortality if you weren't, if you were going to kill his daughter? Mm-hmm. Like, as a threat, are you threatening him? Like, that's not going to, he's immortal. Right, right. So, yeah, I don't know why they want to kill her, but, like, they, they want to kill her. That doesn't or make they sense. They just, just want to do away with her. These people are stupid. Yeah, because they, they're, they only want to be, so, Shanae is more interested in keeping the secret or protecting the concept of immortality. Which is why she doesn't talk. Yeah, because she gave her voice she gave her voice basically to to keep the, a secret. We don't really know what exactly the secret is, but it's implied like the secret of immortality. We don't know if it's specifically a secret formula or or what specifically. But she she Huey has a secret that Shane knows, and she took her own voice to prevent it. So this is the only the only place we see her we hear her talk is in the mindscape because yeah, she, yeah. she actually can't vocalize. Right. And yeah, these guys are more concerned. It's not really about protecting the concept of immortality, but just becoming immortal. So they will do really whatever, mm-hmm. which is not actually in line with what Huey and Chane want. Uh, and Chane's thing is that she will do anything to protect her father because, like, she's he's the only family that she has, uh, and she's very loyal to him. Yeah, and wants to protect him because no one else loves her. 
But Shane, I you are worthy of love. Maybe you can find someone who will love you on this train. I think she might just be busy. <laughs> also, who's oh she going to find love with? Um, <laughs> that's a good question. Somebody from a jacuzzi's gang? No. Well, uh, maybe. they seem nice. They, they're very nice, actually. I think that all I mean, everybody else catch. is either like a dick bag or taken. Or just on a murderous rampage. <laughs> yeah. And who am I referring to? Multiple people are on a murderous rampage right now. Um, which probably sounds like a problem, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, and and Shani kind of clarifies here. I, I've said it before, but this is where we we clarify that even though that Shani is the the daughter of an immortal, that she is not she is mortal herself. Yeah. So she will eventually grow old and die because she doesn't want to be immortal. Yeah. I guess maybe it does. I'm not sure if she she really specifies. It that. kind of implies that like she yeah. chose not to be because like she says like she's gonna die. Yeah. Um. And she's it's it does seem like something that she's made peace with, or like the fact that like maybe. There was no way for her to become immortal because there's no more secret formula. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, maybe that might be it. Maybe she didn't choose it, but like, I don't know. One don't or the know. other. Something like that. But then, knife fight. <laughs> knife fight. Knife fight part two. Uh, electric boogaloo. What kind of knife slash gun fight? Yeah. So, Chane uh, versus Lad. Uh, well, Chane has guns and is like deflecting bullets with knives. Yeah, she which got is pretty dope. Uh, she kicks ass. Honestly. I was ca- all I the was, women in this show kick absolute ass. I didn't know like because I was wondering like how the knives were, but I was wondering like is this the point where Lad gets like the bone arm? Yeah, I don't, I don't quite think. So. I don't think so, but I'm like, is this is that where this happens, or was it because of the crash that he got his his arm turned to bone? I assume that we will find that out at some point. I mean, I believe you, but I kind of just want to know now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patience, my friend. Um, yeah. Yeah. So basically, there's a knife fight. Shawnee's freaking good. Lad is ready to, to fuck some shit up. So it's entertaining. But at some point, I think Lad starts getting a little embarrassed because he's like, ah, he should probably, he should probably just kill this person. So he, he's trying to shoot guns, but then tries to fight with knives. Anyway, it's a whole thing. So and uh, Knives and Negret is kind of there. Yeah, Nice, nice and Negret. and Nice. Th- nice is it? Yeah, yeah. But they're just kind of watching the whole thing. And I'm like, as, pl- as Jacuzzi's gang often does in this show, which is very funny. That's because, good because then they don't die. Because, yeah, Nice and Jacuzzi are like, and their gang are, like, they are, like, the villains are, like, the protagonists in a very different story than this one, where, like, shit's, like, super off the rails here, and they're a little more low-key, but, like, they are very involved in the story. It's just, mm-hmm. like, their their placement is very funny. Mm-hmm. So, but there is, like, of course, what happens uh, when you're riding a train, occasionally there's signs, so he, uh, Lad gets taken away by a spinning signpost, and he gets put to a different car, so the, the fight is cut short. That was fine. And then Nice and Nick are spotted by one of the Lemurs. Um, uh, they have to, they're kind of taken by them. So we're going to go to 1932, uh, called Eve Genovia is an idiot. Um, that is a hundred percent accurate. <laughs> so, uh, the, uh, Rigatoni's bust in and we have Gustavo again, freaking idiot. And, you know, Buck, Berg, and Keith are just, just playing cards. They're just having a good time. Yeah. We don't see, uh, Eve's nowhere in sight. The thing that we know is that. Christian Bale, Luck, he's supposed to be dead. They, they, this is something that's get repeatedly because, of course, we we've seen we saw um, like the in shoot. the first episode, like dudes were gunned down. Yeah, so dude should be dead. Dude should be dead. I uh, and somehow he's not dead. Right. Interesting. So they try to figure out what the deal with that is. Yes, and so I was trying to figure out the order of events here. They kind of so Gustavo kind of threatens Luck. He's trying to figure out what the deal with that is, and then Eve. Like an idiot. 
being being she like jumps out she's like she i forget what she was yelling about something about her brother i'm sure uh, <laughs> and of course poor Elion is just trying to keep everything under control and he can't keep a damn thing under control so basically I think it's because the Rigatonis think that Dallas was colluding with the Gandalfs mm-hmm. uh, which is which isn't the case which is why uh, Eve is protesting but you know Gustavo was like aha I see and as a result um he just he shoots all of the the Gandalf brothers Correct. He, he just he just shoots all of them. Correct. Um, <laughs> but they're not all, or are they all immortal? All the brothers are immortal. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Um, and of course, we know that uh, you don't stay dead for long. Many of the the Gandalf brothers do not, and so they, you know, they pop back up, um, and then they Berga punches uh, Gaston Baguette Rigatoni in the face. Yes. So fun stuff. Haha, <laughs> you idiot. What was she... I forget. Like, she just popped up so, like, you can't hurt them. They're helping me. And it's like, it, it, go away. Like, right. She's talking about her... It's like, Eve, go back to the... Behind, you're not immortal. If they shoot you, you're dead. Mm-hmm. So back in 1930, remember Isaac and Mary, they they took the stolen crate. Right. Great. Uh, turns out it was only filled with liquor. No or No money. So they're a little disappointed about but that. But we didn't. But they didn't drink it at this point, or did they drink it? The, that's the question. We don't know if they've drinking at this point. I mean, we can assume based well, yeah, on some. Later but don't we know at one happen. point that Isaac is immortal? At one point, which like I was assuming happened by accident. So does that mean Mira is also immortal? That's good. <laughs> I approve. <laughs> they they can go do stupid shenanigans forever. Yeah, but the robbing gang, the robbing stuff's gonna be harder as like time goes on. <laughs> It's fine or easier because how nobody will know how it looks like the same people, but it surely can't be. Maybe they'll just learn and they can learn internet scams. Uh, they can do internet scams. <laughs> I hope they do. I love them. So, they, yeah, so they're, they're a little sad that they didn't get what they were looking for, but they're going to hit up the mozzarellas next and they're, they change into their costumes, which are a priest and a nun. <laughs> Which is very funny. And they they go to the um basement of the, the place. Uh, that's the that's it. they say it's a speakeasy. It looks really nice for a speakeasy. Yeah. I don't know, some of them must have been nice. Mm-hmm. And so they are they're looking for an, they're trying to find an office where there's gonna be money where they can steal. Right. So that's like their current plan. And Ennis in this whole time is like following them. Cause she needs the stuff. Yes. Yeah, so they, they find they're like running around and they find this kind of back room where there's like you can hear the downstairs meeting going on and so isaac wants to get in on that because he wants to figure out what all is going on so they can go in and steal the money and then we have like a very t- typical anime scene of like the there's a one girl who's in there what's her name the waitress Le- yeah liali and sean is that's what she's listed as which is cool but yes so there's a waitress in there and you know of course boobs in the face that's you want you want humor in anime Tits to the face. It's all you need. <laughs> While that's all going on. So, yes, the, the waitress kind of falls and pins them to the, the floor. We see there's there's holes in the floor, which is right. how they're looking and seeing things. I wonder how those uh, holes got there. Dude. Is it a ceremony? It could be from the firing of the ceremonial pistola. <laughs> it was. It was from the ceremonial firing of pistola. And it just so happens that Fiero... 
our good our good buddy, yeah, Fiero Puccinezzo, is uh, just became an official member of the Martillo family, which is great. Of course, when anyone becomes a member of the Martillo family, uh, when anyone becomes a mozzarella, you gotta fire this ceremonial pistola. Uh, <laughs> why can't we just make a pizza? <laughs> I don't know why we can't just make We're a pizza. We're mozzarella. Why don't we just make the pizza? <laughs> this is terrible. We're not getting better. We're only getting worse. Um, so, so yes. Um, of course. Spoiler: There's somebody. There's somebody in sitting in the spot where the pistola usually gets fired from. Yeah. Uh, and his name's Isaac, and he gets uh, shot. Did he get shot? Shot, or does his hat get shot? Was he wearing a hat? He was wearing. He's. It's very interesting to see that there because they kind of run upstairs to see what's going on because they're screaming because Miria's like, "Oh my god, he's dead!" But when he gets up there, uh, Isaac looks fine. Yeah, he doesn't look worse for wear. His hat has a bullet hole clean through it. The hat that was on his head. Yes, interesting. Right, but um, like even if he was, if they drank it and he was immortal at that point, wouldn't it still have taken a couple minutes? Maybe not it necessarily. Just, it was a bullet. Hole, maybe shorter. So, like, but we don't know if if he. Drank it and be, live because he's immortal, or just get go through his hat. Right, right. That's the question that we're asking ourselves. And so, Firo is up there as well, and he's like, "Oh, I didn't realize you guys were the clergy." They're not Firo; they're just in costume. But so they they all kind of recognize each other as having met earlier. They just ran into each other. Yeah, um, I that's very good because I don't recognize people that I ran into earlier that day. Uh, so you know, good on you. I mean, you recognize when you talk to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, is at that point like they? I, go ahead. Yeah, no, the episode kind of ends. Um, so I'm trying to think right about before Fiero and Ennis have their second meet cute. Yes, yes. So we know that Ennis is there watching, but they haven't quite met yet. But it looks like things are about to go down, maybe. But unfortunately, before that happens, episode ends. So what's next on Bacchanal? What's next on Bacchanal? Great question. Uh, so what do you think of that episode, Eric? Uh I liked it, but I don't know for some reason. I think just like the stuff on the train for the most part, besides like. Uh, jacuzzi and his gang i i just i don't care about it so you're not like a fan of the black suits or shawnee or shawnee's fine yeah i don't know much about her but like she's cool she's cool but i don't really care also because the the black suits are stupid Mm -hmm. and like oh we should kill the guy who's colt rin's daughter yeah that's a dumb thing to do Mm -hmm. i just don't care about it i think that's why like i like it's better because i'm like oh look i see a mirror here and like that kind of thing and uh like and i kind of like the gang stuff a bit more Oh. I mean, Eve was an idiot, but like she was an idiot. But like, but now I'm kind of a little more interested now that we've like roped in the Gandalfs into this. Like, I'm a little more interested now that Christian Bale's here. I kind of want to know what's going on. Hooray! I so yes, Eve is kind of an idiot, but she's she's beautiful and innocent, I mm-hmm. guess maybe. But we have to respect it, I suppose. But I, I personally, I personally, I liked that we learned a little bit more about Shana here and Tui La Forêt. And just kind of got their whole deal about what's all going on with them. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting because that – it is – it's like very – it's much its own thing. It's very stylized, very a specific way. Um. So I think it's it's interesting stuff and maybe we'll get to learn more about that later. Yes. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I wanted to talk about here. But things are things are occurring mm-hmm. there. Things are happening. Is there? Do I have any good unanswered questions in here? What are the unanswered questions? Do I have any good – no, Bakuno Wiki needs some better trivia, I think. There's, like, no trivia. It's just unanswered questions, which are good. The, the, as the question is, where's Dallas, 1932? How are the Gandors involved? Um, I don't think they are technically involved. What's going to happen with Jacuzzi's gang? Great question. I hope they live. That's all I care about, really. <laughs> I don't really care about anything else. <laughs> I just want them to live. 
Yes. Ooh, ooh, things are things are heating up, Dara. Right. Um, because oh my gosh, Dara. I think I finished talking about the episode. You did. Do you know what that means? Uh, we've been going for almost two hours. Um. Oh God. There was a gap because I had to go upstairs. Okay. Okay. So oh. technically, oh, oh, oh. I think we're okay. Good. Wow. It's it's been, we've been chatting it up. Uh, but Is no, it? I was gonna say it's time for a comment corner. Yeah. Good singing. Thank you. It's time for a comment corner. What what comments am I reading today? I'm just gonna read uh, comments from a couple videos here. Uh, we have a couple pushing daisies comments. Which oh, is fun. Well. Um, there's one from Smellic Success that says cup pies do exist. They're called tarts. That's from Nomi Gnome. Oh, that's true. I think I've ever actually maybe I have had a tart. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a while ago, but that's like custard fill. It's not like I get well. They are kind of different because I think a tart's like custard filling, mm-hmm. and pies kind of are not custard. Right. So I think they're technically a bit different. Well, I guess you maybe have like a custard and a pie. Technically, you Technically. could. All right. You're stretching the definition there, Nomi, but we'll accept it. We'll accept it. All right. Uh, then from our Bachno episode three reaction review, this is kind of exciting because we have a lot of episodes that aren't released yet, uh, which means we don't have a ton of comments to pull from, but it means that we have a backlog, which thank God. Which kind of means I can read some more spoilers because like, I'm I'm a, like ahead. Right. Like we're, we're more ahead. Backlogs are fun. We should do that more often. Oh, God. We should try to have our lives together. That'd be great. Uh, so Zom has some comments from uh, episode our Bachno episode three review, which I had titled, That's Anime Baby. The first you can tell it's editing it based on who makes the title. Who makes the title, yeah. So the first one says, Ah, oh, lad, the sociopath that everyone loves to hate. Such a fun character. That's, that's one upvote on it. I agree. Uh, lad, lad is fun. Yeah. He, he, right? He's growing on you. Yeah. Right? He's crazy, but. Uh, and Zama also says, reminds Dara, reminds all of us that, uh, don't worry, Dara, I have several friends who took four or five watch-throughs to fully get everything. I've watched the show multiple times and I'm just like, wait, I gotta get this again. What's happening? So... Yes, and then last comment I'll read for today is from our uh, Pushing Daisies pilot review. Oh. Which says, from Shinoa uh, Thompson. Pushing Daisies, it's on HBO Max, and those in America, it's on CW Seed for free. So just it's on HBO Max in America, too. Yeah? Yeah, but, so I found it on there. I think like around the time either we were starting season two, maybe season one, but I found it on there. I own it on DVD, so I'm okay. I, I think it's nice because it's, I think for CW Seed, though, it's free, so you don't have to worry about having a subscription for anything. CW, what is CW Seed? I don't know. But I, I saw, I've saw it, I've seen it looking for it before. Okay. I mean, I just own the show, so yeah. I'm fine. But those are the comments that I am reading today, which means that is all the time we have for today. We've been going for a god dang long time. Uh, but it's just because I enjoy Bacchino so much and I like talking about it. And it, and in order to like catch everything that's going on, I think that's interesting. I think that's a different part from uh, this show than other episodes is or other shows is because – like, you have to kind of touch on, like, every line or you're going to miss information. Yeah. It's not like you can, like, full scenes that you can sum over in one sentence. It's like, okay, but, like, if we really want to get to the nitty-gritty of what's going on, we have to, like, go through, like, detail by detail, which I think is a lot of fun. It it gets a little – it becomes a little much when you're reviewing it. But I right. think this has been a very interesting show to review. And I'll probably talk more about that once we actually like, finish the the whole show. Right, right. Um, But I'm having a great time. Dara's having a questionable time. Uh, but that's making me have an even better time. So I uh, so thank you for watching today. Or if you're listening, of course, we're on a variety of platforms that you can find us on. If you're watching us on YouTube, hello. Thanks for looking at our faces. Of course, like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, and remember, you please leave your comments because we read them on the show and we enjoy them thoroughly. And also makes us just feel a little better about ourselves. And so I... Uh, 
you can also just listen to us. You can take us on the go. We are available on iTunes and Spotify. Look for us on Witty Clothes or First Reaction Fan Reaction on there. You can find us under, I think, either name. Make sure you write us, give us some reviews. Let us know what you think. We mm-hmm. appreciate hearing from you. If you want to follow us on social media, we have a variety of social medias that you can follow us on. We're on Facebook.com slash Witty Clothes. We are on Twitter. Tweet at us at Witty Clothes. We're on Instagram now. We are on Instagram now. Yes. We're, are we Witty Clothes or Witty Clothes Productions on there? Uh, good question. I think it's Witty Clothes. You're, I, you're probably right. Because I think you can't. You can't make long usernames on. Can you not? Instagram. I don't know. Yeah, because I um yeah oh we're ready close productions. Never mind. You're welcome. Oh, so I was no, I was thinking about no. You can do longer ones on Instagram, shorter ones on Twitter. Because I had to shorten um a username. Yeah, but we're on Instagram, and I mainly just like post like, hey, like here's the episode. Yeah. For now, we'll, maybe we'll do some fun picture stuff like behind, some behind the, the scenes. scenes stuff. Yeah. So you can follow us on Instagram if that is your thing. Witty Clothes Productions. We're on Patreon if you want to. Yes, talk about more. Or if you want to donate so that we can uh, start, because we love doing this, but we would like to start doing more stuff and being able and do that. We need more time Ooh. and therefore we need to make yes, money. We need a little money. So uh, you can donate to us on Patreon. We have three tiers right now. Maybe we'll do more, but I can't think about that right now. Yeah. Uh, for, so for a dollar, you get access to our monthly live streams. We just did our September one where we watched the new Amazon Cinderella movie. Oh, my God. That was so long. It was really bad. Oh, boy. And um, I don't know exactly when this episode's coming out, but it might be either before we do October one or... Right around that time, yeah. Right around the time of the October one. So if you are subscribed to uh, for a dollar by the time... Uh, we do that live stream. We're actually going to do a double feature for the spooky, scary skeleton season. We're watching Halloween Town and Halloween Town 2. Calabar's Revenge. Calabar's Revenge because we don't want to watch the mediocre third one. And that third uh, one was okay. And the fourth one okay. doesn't exist. So The fourth one doesn't exist, guys. So we're not watching them. Yeah. But the, th- the third one's fine. But we just don't want to do a triple feature. No, that'd be too much. Right. We'd do double feature. Just don't watch the fourth one. Just, just don't. But So, yeah, so that's what we're doing there. We'd love for you to join us. Right. Uh, so you can join us on the live stream. And then also, like, the way we watch it, you can join us at watching the movie. Yeah. It's it's fun. It's fun. And uh, for $5, you get the access to the live stream. And you get access to our spinoff show, First Reaction or Fan Reaction, where we watch a show that uh, one of, that we both have seen or have never seen before. Uh, I think we might – I'm still trying to get the schedule for that, but we might either still be on WandaVision or just wrapping it up, and then we'll yeah. go to the next show, which we'll announce when we we'll start We'll announce then. when we get – yeah. And then for $10, that was a bit random right now, but right now you can vote on if you want to discuss the topic in the live stream, that kind of thing. We're also going to start having reactions to shows that we don't think are going to fit either the spinoff show or this show. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I'm going to get Kaylin to watch Bake Off. Woo. He's going to get me to watch something. I, I'm not quite sure yet, but it'll well, be But we're going to start with Bake Off. That's going to take a while. Yeah. But it'll be fun. Yay. And, uh, yeah, that's all on Patreon right now. And if it ever gets updated, we'll let you know. So please, but please donate. We'll be extremely grateful. And maybe we'll get a, maybe we'll get a shout-outs on here as well for Patreon people. Oh, yeah, I'd love to do that. Um, yeah. So thanks, folks. But, yes, so that is all the places that you can find us. Or you can even, even email us if you wanted to, if you like that kind of old-school stuff. Wittyclubs at gmail.com. Yes, there we go. All right, but stay tuned. Join us next time. We're still going to be on Bacchino. Uh We're going to – we're going to be finishing off not not too, too long from now, but we're going to be talking about episode 11, Shawnee Laferrari remains silent in the face of two mysterious people, and episode 12, Firo and the three Gandor brothers are felled by Assassin's Bullets. Weren't they already felled by Assassin's Bullets? Don't think about it. All right. All right. I'm Kim Glovey. I'm Dale Whitman. Peace. Peace.